you talk about this psychological contracting, yeah. which sounds like that's what that was. You sort of did that inadvertently, didn't you? Talk about it on, were you on honeymoon and you sort of sat no, down? No, we were on our third date. Third date? Yeah. And you sat down and, and wrote and what really was important wrote, to yeah. you. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I find in my research is every single couple has a psychological contract. Every couple has a deal. Most couples just don't discuss it, right? They just fall into it. And the couples that do really well are those that discuss, like, what is the deal between us? Tell me what that looks like. How does someone do that? So it's really about talking about things in three areas. So one is what really matters to us. So what are the things we're going to pursue above everything else? And that might be like a specific career goal one or the other of you have. It might be how can we work enough that we achieve our goals, but not enough so we have enough time for these things outside of work. It might be something about, right, what kind of couple do we want to be? You know, we want to be a couple who's really embedded in our community. Having those principles, those kind of yardsticks laid down is really important because this is what we measure our life by. These are the things that, you know, if you're not careful, you wake up five years later and you're like, this isn't where I wanted to be. You hear it all the time, don't you? Just you, hear you just sleepwalk. It's so easy to, to sleepwalk and I think through life because it's so busy. And particularly at that period where we have younger children. Yeah. From kind of first pregnancy through to when the oldest one is six, seven years old. Well, you pick it up, is, drop off feed, oh, right? Sleep, pick up, drop off, and suddenly you've lost. Not you, lost, but you might have lost sight of what's important. And I think that's what happens. I saw that time and time again. We've lost sight of what happens. And then we wake up and suddenly feel like, my goodness, six years, seven years, eight years have gone. And this is really not where I want to be. And it's not that we regret the children or anything like that, but it's like if I was more planful and if we had a better direction set, we would be in a very different place. So you place. talk about these three areas and I'm a coach, so this is the sort of thing that I do day in, day out. Yeah. And I see the benefit of it. So yeah. these three areas are values, yes. boundaries and fears. Yeah. Talk us through those so that yeah. someone who's listening can jot these down and go yeah. and do it with their So partner. the values is really what I've just been saying. What really matters to us? And you need to be very specific, like a value is not spending time with family how much time what does that look like is that with the wider family is that with the nuclear family you know how does that juggle so this is really important because this essentially gives you a guide to what do I need to pursue and what can I let go of and as every working mother will tell you it's the letting go of stuff that's really hard so that is the first area what I hear a lot of is Couples whose values don't align. Did you see that in the research? Yes and no. So it's very normal that some of the things that matter to you will not matter to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also got to be some common ground in the middle. So I think it's really unrealistic to expect your values and your partner's values to entirely overlap. That would almost be a little weird. I think what you're looking for is enough common ground that makes it work for both of you and a deep understanding of the values your partner has that you don't have and thinking, how can I support those and vice versa? Which is what your husband did for you at 3am. Exactly. So maybe, you know, if we take you as a case study, you know, one of the things you really wanted to do was go independent. Yeah. Now, I don't know what your, is he your husband? or your Yeah, husband? he's yeah. my husband, yeah. Your husband, like, I don't know if he wants to go independent. It's irrelevant, right? His value might be something very different. But the fact that he knows that and can support it is really important to you and really important to the couple. And then you'll have some things that are in common. People fall down in one of two directions. And sometimes when I talk to younger people who aren't mothers yet or aren't quite at our stage of life, they're like, you know, I have this checklist of 120 things and the perfect man needs to tick all of them. That's never going to happen, right? Likewise, if you're with someone who the values are too divergent, 
that's not going to work either. So you're looking for some common ground, but not exact matching. So that's the first area. The second area is boundaries. And the way I think about this is what are the lines you're unwilling to cross? I love that phrase. Yeah. I think it's really great because it's exactly that. It's what am I not willing to do? Yeah. And I think these can be like for your listeners, it's like, what does that mean? It might be like a time boundary. How many hours a week do you have to work for it to really start negatively impacting me and the family? That's a line, right? It might be about work travel. How much work travel do you have to do that it's just not going to work for our family? It might be geography. Are there places that if even if we get offered the best job in the universe, we are not going to move there? Maybe it's an area of the country. For those of your listeners who may be international movers, maybe there are certain areas of the world where you're not going to consider. It might be a line around your relationship, right? Or around extended family. You know, what is so much that it encroaches on your nuclear life? These lines are so important because they essentially create the field that we're going to play on. And if we get opportunities outside that field, it's just a no. And it's really interesting because, you know, especially in the UK, we're always taught from children that more choice is better, right? But the research shows the opposite. So the more options we have, the more harder it is to choose and the more regret we have for those choices. So what these lines do is essentially make choice easier. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy is just an incredible, safe non-judgmental space. I absolutely love it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, which I think as busy mums is what we all need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherkind today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash motherkind. So that's the second area. And the third area is fears, which I'm sure you know from your coaching is much harder for people to talk about. But it's so important in couples because what I saw in the research is two things happen. Either people are really worried about things which are not even on their partner's radar. So let me give you an example. There's one couple and the couples I studied, you know, I'd work with them over time. And, and I did a hundred couples, did yeah. around the world, gay, yeah. straight, all, all different, different demographics. Yeah. Yeah. And I would always interview them separately to really understand their views of the other and things. And I was talking to them and they were a lovely couple. They'd been married a few years and they were at that point where they were thinking of having children and they were having a lot of conflict over it. And I spoke to her and I'm like, what's going on? And she said, well, the thing is he travels Monday through Thursday. So I know as soon as the baby's going to be born, I am going to essentially be full-time responsible. So she's like, I really just want to push my career as much as I can before we get there. Like, I really want kids, but I'm just trying to delay it. And I thought, I get that, right? Then I speak to him and he said, I just can't understand what we're dilly-dallying for. I've already found the job I'm going to take as soon as she's pregnant so I can be office-based all the time because there's no way I'm missing out on the fun of being a hands-on dad. But they've never communicated that. They've never communicated it. And I stepped back and thought, how is this possible? But of course, she was so afraid this would happen. She didn't want to say it in case it came true, right? And he's so sure it's a non-issue. 
Why even bring it up? Yeah, yeah. And so obvious happens, to him that he wouldn't do that. Yeah, and this happens time and time again in couples. One of us get a bee in our bonnet about something that just is not in reality. So that's one thing that can happen. Sounds like you're a couples therapist for them. Are you then allowed to say what the other has said or are you it's all under confidentiality? Th- no, it's under confidentiality. So no, it's very tricky as a researcher. <laughs> I was like, you maybe want to talk to them about that without <laughs> saying anything. But I think the other thing is, of course, there are fears that might come true, right? So if I take my example, my husband's from Italy and for all of your listeners out there, Many of us are now in cross-cultural relationships, whether that's with someone who's actually from another country or maybe your partner's family. It just has a very different family culture from your own. And we know, all of us know, that can really create conflict in the relationship. Like, how do we manage the boundaries between the expectations of your family and my family? And talking through those fears are really important because if we understand them, we're much more sensitively managing them. So what tends to happen when there's conflict conflict around those things in couples is it's almost always unintentional I just don't understand that it's not okay for you to do x or not do y and that's the other reason why it's really important to understand our fears is that if our partner really understands the things we're worried about they're much more likely to be you know super sensitive around them and really help us through which manages the conflict in the relationship before it pops up 